You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Hey guys, we have a fun show for you today. We're going to get down and dirty with our good friend, Leo Pruitt. She's going to tell us all about what's been happening in the off-season between NHRA drag racing and how she's prepping for the new season starting up pretty soon. Before we get started, a word from our friends at GEICO. Though we're apart these days, we're sharing more, and GEICO would just like to say thanks. Thanks for sharing all your great videos, your dance moves, your DIY haircut fails, your inner lip sync star, all the good fun stuff you guys have been posting. And now it's Geico's turn to share as well with the Geico Giveback. It's a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for current and new customers. And because Geico is committed for the long haul, the 15% credit lasts your full term policy. So go to geico.com slash giveback for more info. That's geico.com slash giveback. Welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator. DeAndrea here with uh, our, our good friend, Bill Goldberg. Uh, how are you, Bill? I'm doing great, my friend. How are you? Uh, good. Well, today's an exciting episode. We have our we have our friend, Leah Pruitt, on the show. Uh, drag racer extraordinaire. And now, I don't know, some more extreme athlete during the, during, during the break. <laughs> during the break, we've actually been uh, uh, working with, uh, with your team for, for a couple of weeks on trying to coordinate a good time to get us all together to have you on the show. And all I'm getting is just information going, yeah, yeah, she's surfing, she's skiing, she's shooting, she's <laughs> jumping and leaping and, and driving. And, and I was like, well, uh, does she want to take a break? She's like, I don't know. She's she's on a wakeboard being dragged by some sort of motorcraft. So when, when she's lands, we'll, we'll find out if she's available. <laughs> it's been uh, It's been fantastic. It sounds like you're having some fun out there. I appreciate that. And thank you for the patience on, uh, on this Wednesday episode. It's been, it's been fun. So in all of this social distancing, I kind of took it to the extreme, I think, like we do in all sorts of our lives. And I live in Lake Havasu in Arizona. It's hot. You know, you got to check out the water temperature in Lake Powell. You know, I'm, I'm back in Indy today. Just got here last night. Probably gonna check out the water temperature here in Indiana. <laughs> um, it's been it just staying positive, of course, but also it's important to stay active and do the things that you like to do. And I'm very fortunate I got to do that. So, uh, also key no self service is very important in, in this time. And a couple of these adventures I've been on, like Swing Arm City, Utah. Okay, there is not self service for like 30 miles each way. <laughs> Same with Lake Powell. We're doing all this cool stuff, running Can-Ams, jumping farther, harder, higher than I've ever done. And like, you want to share it with the world, but you can't, you have no service. So I haven't been able to check in with you guys, but it's a uh, glad to be back in civilization. Yeah, well, it's good. We're, 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 we're glad you're on the show with us and uh, out there and having some fun. Uh, but like you said, you're back at, you're back at Indy and you're gearing up to get back into the car. We've got some information. Uh, this is hot off the presses. So as you guys are listening to this, uh, you will probably be the first to hear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, NHRA uh, will be back in action. It'll be starting July 
uh, July 11th and 12th. It'll be in Indianapolis. And then uh, again, July 18th, 19th. And then uh, uh, follow the schedule. There's going to be dates in Seattle, Denver, Atlanta, uh, Indy, Charlotte, uh, of course, Gainesville, Bristol, and so on and so forth. And uh, and wrapping up in November in Pomona as well. So um, probably check out uh, NHRA.com and, uh, for the full schedule. But uh, how is it going to work? Do you guys know? Or is it going to be uh, – is there going to be any changes? Is there going to be a giant plexiglass uh, divider going down the entire drag strip so the two cars don't uh, breathe on each other? Oh, <laughs> distancing from each other? Yeah. Definitely Revan's still not racing. Um, I have to preface with this. Anything that I share here about the schedule or the NHRA, what we're doing is very fluid. Uh, so with NHRA putting out that schedule today, it give us, gives us more of a direction and more preparation, but uh, – Oh, we always were all right as we're living life. It's what's next. What's the next phase? What's the next, you know, uh, mod that we're going to make to our life. But at the moment, it seems like we do get to go back with points in Indy. Um, I can't really answer the questions on fan wise, particularly uh, besides what the press release had said. And I know that it is open to fans, but on a limited basis. And I believe that they're opening it up to NHRA members first. So NHRA members, you should be getting an email soon. And if you're a ticket holder of the U.S. Nationals, uh, you'll be getting that priority line in there as well. Um, Now, social distancing at the track, not exactly sure yet how that's going to be. I mean, I've got my TMS titanium scarf here. I'm with you. Got my Hoonigan. So today's the first day that I've been back at the DSR shop in Brownsburg since leaving in March at at the end of March. And I'm so I'm so impressed for one, uh, but still, this many months in, there's not a person that I've spoken to besides you guys right now uh, where we haven't worn a mask. There's a sanitary sanitary station in every single pit. Um, we have walkways within the shop, so we're doing our very best to prepare for this season. And then also, so when we get out and see the fans, that we are healthy, and we hope that the fans that are coming to see us are healthy too. But like, I'm pretty sure Nitro is gonna kill all of covid and i'm hoping <laughs> i think that's the plan at least yeah well look uh i like you said uh we we don't exactly know what the process is going to be but uh rest assured that nhra and the individual teams and everybody's going to be taking whatever precautions they feel like is necessary and then of course anybody going out to see the race once that becomes available maybe from the start we're not exactly sure uh take your own precautions as well wear your mask bring your hand sanitizer do whatever you want um and look when you get there go see walk the pits have some fun enjoy the race um well, and just be patient with with some of the rules that are in place. Maybe an autograph session is not on the menu. So uh, because of that reason, maybe you know up close and personal photos is is not going to happen I- I initially. And then we'll see how things uh, pan out. But. Like uh, Bill and I have been saying for a long time, all of last year, we were sending people out to various races. We always think it's such a great idea to go to a live race. 
enough with the YouTube videos and the social media videos. They're fun. But if you get a chance to go, uh, like we said, we, we, we send people to NHRA. We send people to NASCAR. We even send people to, uh, to Indy Race at Laguna Seca. And we gave out tickets and sent people. And they all had a good time and called us here on the show and told us about it. We'd like sure. to do that again. Um, it's it's a little more difficult to do that now. It was a big plan of ours uh, for this year, but uh, we will we will try to work some things out. And the rules may change; things may open up for a couple of months, and then may kind of lock down again, and then may open up again. It'll it'll get figured out. So, uh, like with everything, just just be patient and uh, uh, and hopefully you guys can go out there and 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 have some fun when you guys get to go see it. Well, I do want to point out, though, two major differences with this schedule than, you know, previous years or the recent previous years. Uh, this is a two-day event now. For the remaining seven, 16 of the 17 events are now qualifying on Saturday and eliminations on Sunday, where traditionally two on Friday, two on Saturday. So you get a little, you get a little bit of test and tune in there. Practicing, qualifying, you know, depending on the track conditions, car count, um, you have a different strategy going into a race. If the countdown plays into it, now every race besides the besides the U.S. Nationals is two days. So when we come out on Saturday, like you better have got your you know your school night sleep, and your parts better be ready, and your team better be on it because that's your only day to position yourself for Sunday. And additionally. You guys probably know from earlier in the season, when this all started coming about, we have no countdown. So every single race on the track, on the circuit, is just as important and it's worth just as many points as the other one. So traditionally, let's just say, right, a lot of teams would save up clutch packs that they know work well in a certain track condition or work really well all the time, and they would backload it to the end of the season to have a real hard run at the championship. Well, now... I mean, coming up in July, this first race that we're back at it is just as important as the world finals at Pomona. So what I'm saying for the fans is they're going to experience something that they probably haven't seen. If, you, if you've only been to countdown races or if you've never been to a countdown race is the intensity of the racers and how important each one of those runs are. And it's basically, in my opinion, watching a countdown over a longer period of time. So everybody likes to mix things up or they try to over the years when things are smoothing out, running normal. Well, we have a mix up and I think, and I'm pretty sure we're going to have a really, you know, a countdown and a championship without having to have a countdown. It's going to be, man, who can get their stuff to the next race and prepared and service just as it was before, but much more condensed and like, I'm up on the chip all the time, and you're going to see a lot of teams, a lot of people, a lot of fans just exuding with excitement. And that's what I can't – I mean, I, I can't wait to drive the car that I just sat in and whacked the throttle uh, practicing for about an hour. But to see the fans and to, and, and to feel them and then literally – I know a lot of people been on the internet during all this. They still haven't found a way to make smell go through the computer. So <laughs> drag racing is still – up above on the internet you got to go to it in person so leah i got a question for you so obviously at the beginning of this pandemic i went out and did a little work for wwe and uh it was in front of no fans and it was <clears throat> i mean each endeavor is going to be different but it was really strange trying to perform out there with nobody watching obviously you've got everybody on television or the pay-per-view people are going to purchase it and view there but how do you think 
if you guys come back and race first in the beginning without no fans, how do you think that's going to affect what you guys do? So do you, how do you think it's going to affect us as a whole or individually? Cause I know, I know how it's going to affect me. I, uh, I want to oh. know about you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I've been racing for a long enough time uh, without fans. I mean, I'm a pro athlete and a pro driver with Schumacher for over four years. Uh, but there's a big part of the growing up in the, my sportsman where there were never any fans and you still had to be cutthroat. And you, I mean, you know, you knew nothing else. When I got into the professional side, that's when I felt the pressures that everyone had already been accustomed to. So personally, I feel like I might even have a leg up on my competition because I know what it's like, how to just get the job done without it's actually, it's my favorite mentally, but I've learned to adapt and embrace and love the fans and the pressures. But I really feel like I'm going to be able to focus more on drivability, which is going to then in turn relay into performance and results that we all look for. Um, but there will be a fine balance, I'm sure. But whatever the circumstances, going to make the most of it. Now, team-wise, okay, a lot of drivers don't necessarily par- you know, partake or participate with team activities, working on the car, fueling, whatever it might be, packing parachutes. If those drivers now don't um, have the opportunity to engage with fans as they're used to doing in between rounds, their routine is going to be uh, altered. They're probably going to want to jump in, help the team do some things that they haven't done in like 102 years. (laughs) So each team is going to have to have their own learning curve. But I think it it is – I'm going to miss – you know, when you win around and you come back, the cheer from the fans in the stands and you see your diehard Mopar fans and they come and, and they got their own chant, whatever it is, you can't replace that. So I'm going to miss it. But that just means recognizing the opportunity to better take this and, and harness that what you're missing and put it into that focus of that tree and your download back to your team and your crew of that race car. And we better all come out of this better race car drivers. I mean, that's the best way I can look at it. Yeah, no question about it. And, and, you know, trying to give my sport as an analogy. um, How did you perform? How did you said you missed it? How did you actually physically what was different about Super it? Super awkward. Yeah. Well, the, the way the way that I the way that I was going to give the analogy is that walking to the ring, you 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 acknowledge the fans. You you feel their energy as you do. You know, getting up to the tree, right? But when, yeah. once you once I step in the ring, once I put a football helmet on, um, and and <laughs> I mean, no question about it. Once you pull up to that, you ain't hearing nobody. You you can't hear the crowd. I can hear them, but I shut them out. Um, at that point, I, the crowd can't help me. At that point, it's based upon my preparation and the way that I work. And so I do the same thing. I tune it out once I'm in that setting. But getting to the setting is where I missed them. It, leaving the ring, obviously this time I lost. So, I mean, I, I, I didn't get the sympathy from anybody walking to the back. Usually you get adulation from people walking to the back. But um, it's going to be weird. I know it's going to be weird for you. But once once it's time to compete – you're going to be ready. I mean, there's no question about that. It's just, it's a really strange deal. You, you want to share it with the fans. You really do. I mean, do. I know you do. I've seen you in, at work and you know, 90% of why I did what I did is because of the kids. And uh, it, it, it really gave me a lot of enjoyment 
to be able to put a smile on their face by what I did. So that part you'll miss. Maybe we could come up with a way or maybe we can get feedback after this, you know, from this cast of what fans would like to see maybe during the week. Like how can we work together so that they feel fulfilled and connected clearly like via social um, if they can't make the race. So they'll be broadcast on Fox network and Fox sports one, but I'd be, you know, I want to be open-minded to how can we still stay connected? So if anybody has any ideas, please shoot them to Adam or Goldberg, <laughs> myself on Instagram of, of connect with a connect, connect with the kid, connect with the kid. One of your fans go, go through your website and have some pick some kid out, get their information and either FaceTime them or call them or something after you win any of these races or all right. of these races. You know, just, oh, just something, like to per, something to personalize it. Well, that's you know, what I'm saying. You, yeah, yeah. Now you got one fan to get to everybody. You, know? you, you got to make it a little more personal. And hopefully uh, the TV coverage, uh, Bill, like like you were saying, when you're walking into the ring or or grabbing the mic and and talking and, and giving the fans at home riled up before a match or in between a match uh, at that point. Uh, in the live event, yeah, you're you're talking to the fans at home, but you're really feeding off of the audience that's there. And the difference oh, yeah. is, is you are basically instructed going, hey, there's no fans. You really have to talk to the camera now. And I, I think uh, I think in NHRA, um, one of the things we may be able to see differently in the television broadcasts where if there's no fans there, more accessibility from the cameramen, the men and women out there. So hopefully, uh, while we've seen a lot of them kind of hang around the pit areas and see the team kind of thrash or do their thing, but now you'll have the opportunity as a driver or a team owner or a crew chief or whatever to maybe talk more with that camera because you don't have the audience there. So normally when you're doing your autograph sessions and interacting with the fans, there's only the camera now. So right. uh, um, maybe watching it at home will will be different and exciting as well because we'll have that opportunity. And, uh, and Bill, uh, like you said, um, there could be opportunities for you to, to personalize the experience with a few of the fans that are out there as well. So hopefully... Um, it'll be exciting to see, and there'll be some learning curves, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Right, we're all in this together. In every, in every business and in every sport right now, you're learning to turn a negative into a positive. It's just we got to figure out each and every one of us how to do that. And if you, you know, if you're complacent, then you're going to slide even more into mediocrity during this time. But if you take it as an advantage to work on certain things and Leah, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I know exactly what you go through. You're on the road all the time. What you've been doing the last three months are things that you've not been able to do for God knows how long. And that's how I am in my career right now. I, I've actually got some time to get on the tractor and go out and shoot and go out and do these things that I've never been able to do. So you're taking advantage of that and you're getting recharged for that time when you're going to get the call to get out on that damn track and do what you do. So I'm looking forward to it. I know you are too, but take this, take the time when there's not everybody there pulling you away from single individual people that you're trying to, to interact with, like in the pits. Cause I've seen it and, and I, and it's happened to me, pick one or two people out and, and just talk right to them and make their experience so wonderful that every single fan wants to be that guy or girl. Absolutely. 
I mean, and those might be the NHRA members, you know, if we're having a selected number of people coming, you know, those are our true diehard fans and giving them an experience. And this might just be the 2020 experience. So this is the time now. And on your point a little bit about this time, and I think everybody is going to remember when we come out of this, what did I do with that time? What relationships did I build or enhance? What did I fix up on my house? You know, what work ethic, what technology, fitness program, whichever. For me, I would say one of the reasons that I've been very busy, not only because I like to, but knowing that this schedule was coming out and it was 16, now 17, 18 weeks condensed in 20, you can't just go from pure moderation to the highest performing level you've ever had. You need, I'm, I've been preparing for the moment that we hit the go button, which we just found out today when that is, that I will be right there, ready to just ready, like flawless, basically. And I well, feel that's like what everybody at their top of their game does. You're always at, at the, you, you train as much as humanly possible and prepare as much as humanly possible. And you're itching for that phone call to get that time because you know that you've used that time much better than everyone else has. I I hope so. And as an athlete, from you to me, we have ours. But then right out that door, which I wish I would have been able to do this interview out there, but is a little loud, um, is each one of those career guys and on both teams. So yeah. not only the, does the top fuel team go back and run in July, but so does the factory stock team. So we still have a full season of eight races in the Samtech factory stock showdown class to run and just same thing that no one's been idle. Heck, and I will say this, a lot of our competitors in factory right now have been out places and testing and they've put up some hot numbers. Don't matter. It's not an NHRA race. I don't know what they're running. I don't know what weight they're at. We just know what we have and the best of our ability. So, I mean, preparation, what are, what are the seven P's Goldberg? You know what those are? Seven I don't have P's. any, any idea. I'm too old to know that stuff. That's a millennial thing. I think it's um, uh, proper prior, proper prior preparation oh. prevents piss poor performance. Yeah, so, nice. Uh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but, but that's that's got to be old school. That's that's too it direct to be. And yeah. Also, it's too it's, direct uh, to be of this newer generation. It, it comes up. It's a military thing as well. Uh, you know, it's it's a it's a mantra that's been around. Uh, uh, you know, in in the rank and file as well. Um, let's talk a little bit about the preparation that you do now. Obviously, getting out in in the in the actual hot rod is is expensive to do. So during this downtime, it's it's tough to get out there and start doing passes in a very expensive car. Also, you know, provides a level of of uncertainty and danger that may not necessarily be need be be needed during the off season. Um, uh, obviously, uh, you you have a regimen. You came up with a regimen for yourself to to be mentally fit, to be physically fit, at uh, you know doing some fun things uh, as well. But do you spend much time behind the wheel? Do you just do you just grab? You know, whatever the uh, a Hellcat streetcar or something, or a Demon or whatever, and 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 find a strip or do some passes, or maybe you got a long ass driveway on your property and you just do it there in your own <laughs> in your own backyard. Who knows? But or or is it more getting out of the car and doing stuff 
And then when it's time to get back into the car, like now, you focus back on that. No, that's a great question. I wish I could say that I've been able to go to a backyard, you know, it's had a strip and, and have a sportsman car and run it. And I have it. Uh, what I do is I have my practice tree simulator at in Arizona, which is small. I have two different modes, one to practice in the fuel car, which is the right foot throttle down reaction. One, I'll switch it up throughout the day of my left brake release for the factory car, because that's what I'll be doing at the races as I've had the last couple of years. But application wise, I've garnished towards a little bit more off-roading because that's what's available to me. And I'm, I'm just sticking with my story here that <laughs> <laughs> any, any seat of the pants feel sponsors are listening. Chill. I know. <laughs> oh, I've, I've got, I've, I've I've got a good one from this morning, but any seat of the pants feel I can get and any throttle modulation, uh, braking traction, whether it's in the dirt or on the street, UTV vehicles or street legal, it's helping me stay there. But we haven't been able to have access to a drag strip and I don't have access to a car there. Now, do you tow the boat with a Ram Rebel? And I love it to death. I haven't driven any other vehicle now in like four months till I got here to Indy today. And I got to drive the Hellcat and whether I'm does not a Dodge thing or anything, I literally shed a tear on my way to the, <laughs> to, to the shop, which is over an hour away because I missed it that bad. I hadn't felt, I hadn't felt like I'd been in a hot rod and I missed just driving the Hellcat made me miss racing in a way that I hadn't been able to uh, uh, simulate even though I think about a pass over and over and over every single day in practice. Like, I mean, I promised myself at the beginning of this, that there's not a day that's going to go by that I don't in my mind practice or look at in car videos, but just as simple as being in my daily driver that I miss so much. The steering wheel is basically the same as my factory car. I mean, I got that thing in sport mode and not, I mean, I, I was, I was, I forgot that we had this much practice. <laughs> the power feels like. So I wish I could say that, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm out there and, but given the cape, given my accessibility, uh, it just alone re like invigorated my love for Dodge and Mopar as I come here to work on the factory car. So it's been, um, I don't, I don't know if that was a, what type of answer that was, but it was just the weirdest one that I have. <laughs> that was a perfect, well-timed and well-displayed plug. I love that. Yeah. Bill has no idea what that's like. <laughs> no, none whatsoever. He never should. As, as the as the twin turbos being built, Leah, you got to teach me how to drive that car because Gearhead's building me one right now, exactly yes. like the one the twin turbo you drove, but it's not all wheel drive. Okay, well, I mean, we didn't necessarily have the all wheel drive down in the, the last. Couple <laughs> that's of an understatement. That. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. I did make it out to. Uh, to the drag racing setup that you guys had, but um, uh, you guys met up and shot some stuff with uh, with Gearhead Fabrications and Speedcore and Mopar and uh, in Dodge and did some uh, did some drag Mo racing. Um, and I, I forgot exactly which cars you had out there: the Demon and I think um, 
uh, gearhead. The all wheel drive wide body charger, which I'm having built right now, which I just asked her about. And then the all carbon fiber uh, demon that she had that she broke the world record in again. And then the wide body charger was the one that was at SEMA and the Magnaflow booth that they debuted there. And you guys did the video for. And and the version that you're building is roughly the same 1500 horsepower, but rear wheel drive only. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Go ahead. (laughs) <laughs> no, none whatsoever. So, Leah, help. <laughs> I got a parachute. One of my favorite parts about the all drive cars was the burnout. So, absolutely. I mean, it just going out there, roasting the fronts, then backing up and roasting, roasting the backs. So, the issue on that particular day, uh, we didn't spend a lot of time on the tuning of the car because we, we were focused on resetting the record in the twin turbo. So, we we were having a lot of bog issues off the line, and I got were, the I got the video. I remember when the okay, green light went, and, and you were there for an hour and a half. There were some a couple <laughs> fail safe situations. That's that's we what didn't want to blow up. It didn't blow up. It just no. I said you didn't want to blow up. I mean, oh, I didn't. Like, no, I didn't. Like wanna... you said, they just pulled it off the trailer, and they hadn't tuned that car. Every all the all the uh, all the work w- went into the carbon car that you were trying to break the record in again. Exactly. It was it was down there in Florida. And then when we went up to Wisconsin, I mean, it hadn't even been tuned. So but I will say I do love turbos, So I'm excited for you. Now, have you you haven't driven the turbo, the carbon one yet, right? Which is Lucifer. No. Uh-uh. Yep. no. So what I love the most brings me back to my promon days. I felt like I was in back racing for R2B2 and spooling up. So you okay. get in there. You put on your your brake pressure is very key, so you get in there with your pre stage and wherever he, they have the module at. But you should have probably placed about a thousand pounds of brake pressure. Creep into that, and as you're creeping in, bring up the R's, and then it's going to actuate. You're going to watch in between there over seventeen hundred RPM is when you're going to want to slam it to the ground. Once you get your full stage in, hear the popping and banging, popping and banging. It's only going to take about three four seconds release off the brake and that's when you leave now it's a you leave but by the time you right before you get to the tree at about 50 feet that thing kicks it's like you were you were sleeping back there and when uh-huh. the turbos come in it's a much harder launch and that that's right what i'm there, terrified about no it's awesome <laughs> it is it, a lot of as long as i keep it turbos, straight i'm cool once you keep it straight, and they they probably have some good chassis work on it. I mean, the demon out of the box is good, but listen, if you, we went to Great Lakes Dragway in Wisconsin on a forty-five degree day, that thing was basically ice. There was like corn cobs flying over. <laughs> the track is like this, and we set yeah. the record, and it was very drivable. So Goldberg, when you get out there and you feel that second kick in, like. I, here's what I'm trying to say is don't be disappointed when you leave the line and late and put off the brake, be yeah. prepared for be the turbo. Prepared more than, yeah. Be prepared for it to set you back. And then it's going to, it'll come down. The back end will come down. And basically I don't want to say like float, but you've got your six speed and you're going to ram on through your gears and, and have a good time. Like I it's a fun way to drive. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I've been waiting for this car ever since I saw you take that one down the, down the strip. I mean, that's when I, I solidified the fact that that's what I was getting next. 
But you're not going to beat the record, though, right? I mean, I'm not going to try to beat the record. I already know you've emasculated me way too many times. It's not going to happen again. Well, it probably (laughs) will, but I'm not going to I'm not going to be setting the date of it. No, Uh, you'll be just just want to have fun. Just ask for five more pounds of booze and uh, (laughs) make sure it doesn't lay over and kick out like a wastegate at the top end. Yeah. And get my have have my finger on the parachute. Yours has a parachute? Shoot. I didn't even have one. <laughs> I know. You didn't have one. Yeah, well. But see, I need it. I need it. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I need that and uh, some training wheels on it. But, uh, yeah, I can't oh. wait. So I'll, uh, you, I'm sure you'll be out there driving one of the carbon cars. And when, uh, we'll have When can we see it? When is it going to be months, done? Uh, a month and a half it'll be done from Gearhead. And then shortly thereafter, it's going to uh, Boys at Speed Corps. And it should be done within the month after that. So They're finishing up we'll more see. of the carbon fiber. We saw on your uh, on your Instagram posts, uh, we saw the twin turbo setup that they were doing. We saw the whole carbon fiber front end with the wide body, uh, uh, you know, uh, flares, uh, you know, part of it. Um, it looks fantastic. Of course, that we you know we love those guys. We love what they're doing with their carbon fiber stuff. It's all high end. Leah, I wanted to ask you what what are some of the differences? You were talking about driving the turbo car and how that turbo car kind of bogs a little bit off the car as you're spooling up, but when it kicks in, it kicks in hard. How does that compare? to the supercharged cars, like the Demon itself, which has quite a bit of low-end torque with that twin-screw supercharger. Is that harder to launch the Demon, even if it's less horsepower, or how does it compare to the turbo? So it depends which mode you want to launch your Demon in, right? Well, batshit crazy mode, of course. (laughs) (laughs) You want your full double-hand trans brake mode, double throwdown? That's the funnest one to launch in. For sure, uh, but you've got your you've got your hand coordination there. Where with the with the twin turbo car, you're basically you're you're waiting on your on your foot for your spool. So comparatively, I would have to say I prefer the supercharged car because I like to feel I I like to be in charge of what that launch is like. Okay, and track condition wise, it's very important with the Demon for how you're going to roll that throttle on what, what RPM you're going to leave at. When you leave with the turbo car, you don't have that choice. Your setup is there at that moment of what you have tuned in for how much boost you want to leave and then how the controller brings it on. So I feel, I mean, the turbo car is definitely a tuner's car, uh, but with the demon, I feel like you could, you can save a run and you can, you can make a run better traction wise with the supercharged suspension car uh, at that standpoint rather than the turbo one, because you can't really do too much. You can't pedal it. You can't gain more traction, uh, you know, until your boost is all the way through. And at that point you're, you know, you're a hundred feet out. So I'm <laughs> you're a committed. Girl. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm excited to see it. I mean, the nine 11, uh, 92, nine 11, we've got the only turbo car that I've driven. So, um, it should be interesting, and and the fact is, I just want something different. That's all. Doesn't mean that I'm a turbo guy now, but I just want something different. You know. Well, and I think what'll be cool for you is like you've seen just the the rage between the fight between supercharged and turbo, and for you, 
biggest of car guys. I, mean, I want to see somebody rival you on what your on what your opinion is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I'm just having fun, just like you. I don't get to be. I, I'm not necessarily paid for it. Well, a little bit, but um, <laughs> it's just a passion. We can't we can't fake it. It's just freaking awesome. I love it. I love it. And so I can't could, I can't wait. If you get a chance to work with Gearheads too and figuring out with the controller and then taking it out as much as you can, that's the part that I miss is not being able to understand enough from the tuning like capabilities because of run with so many different cars. Now, if I took some classes or went to Samtech, I would be better and I could go out to Indy on Wednesday nights and fool around. But that's where, that's where I think you're going to advance Goldberg is when you take that and you get Mario and them to show you a little bit of, what what you can mess with and timing wise and boost controllers you're gonna have a lot of fun i know i'm gonna be like a sponge it's gonna take up way too much of my time but i can't wait well that's what we have right now exactly <laughs> but 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 it, we're about to open you know everywhere is just about to we're on the cusp so you got to hit the ground running like yeah. no doubt so we do it'll be it'll be interesting uh bill like uh like leah said to to kind of compare get your opinion as well on the two cars um i know the turbo car in theory is going to have a lot more horsepower it doesn't mean you couldn't uh you know turn it down a little bit as you get acclimated with it but you've got uh you've got i don't know a, a what roughly a thousand horsepower supercharged challenger in your fleet uh you can dial in the turbo charger to about a thousand horsepower and kind of go back and forth a little bit hopefully on a cool track day with with uh with with uh with a crew over there with the gearhead guys and kind of get a feel for the two back to back and then if you start liking the turbo car more of course you'll be able to turn up the wick on that one a little bit easier than you could on the supercharged car unless they you know you know unless they've got a tune for race fuel or it's going to swap out some pulleys or something along the lines of that but um, absolutely, having the right people there to give you some instruction, people like Leah and the guys from Gearhead. Uh, you know, I, I just hit the track, uh, like we talked about last week, Bill, is, is our friends over at, at FCA lent me uh, a little bit different car, the Alfa Romeo Stelvio SUV, the Quattrofolio. This is a 505-horsepower SUV that's zero to 60 in 3.3 seconds and pulls 0.94 G's in the turns. And I said, Hey guys, um, I have an opportunity. I have a, I have a, a, a bunch of my, uh, uh, Hollywood friends that are stunt drivers. And because all the productions are shut down out here, these guys are home. They're bored. Uh, so Jeremy Fry that we've mentioned before, uh, he drove in Baby Driver and John Wick and Fast and Furious. And he called me up and he's like, hey, I got my boys. We're going up to uh, Streets of Willow. We're going to have a little fun track day. Uh, some people are bringing cars and borrowing cars and doing whatever. And I said, eh. I said, uh, Alfa Romeo sent me a, a, an SUV. It sounds like it'd be fun to, to do. Uh, so I brought the, I brought it up there. Um, way more fun than I thought it was going to be. And, of course, as I got there, I'm walking up, and our good friend of the show, Tanner Faust, is standing there. Who You know, he flies a plane as well. He's got a small, like, single-engine prop plane that he, and he out of Newport Beach. And he just flew— up there, he flew from Newport Beach up to Lancaster. There's a small airport nearby, and he has a fold-up bike, like a fold-up. I don't know if it's just manual or has a little electric motor. He has a fold-up bike. He keeps he rides shotgun in his plane, 
lands his plane, jumps out, unfolds his bike, bikes over to the track, and he's like, hey, I don't have anything to drive, but if anybody needs any help, I'm here to just hang out. And I was like, okay, let's do this. So I do a few laps, get some good instruction from Tanner, which is very helpful because we were running the track backwards, which I haven't been on it in that direction before. So, you know, as you're uh, on streets of will, we were running counterclockwise. Right. Okay. Uh, How does that last bank, how's that last turn to take backwards? So I know regular ways. Yeah. So the straightaway, uh, when you're going clockwise, you hit the straightaway and then you go up the hill and turn this one. You would come down the hill hit the straightaway, and then the last turn before you get back on at the end of the straightaway, what's nice is there's that skid pad there. So if you do it right, you just hit that turn, and then you get back onto the track. If you miss that turn because you're catching off that speed, you could go off into the skid pad, right? You don't, you don't, sh- you don't shoot off the edge of the track like a dart if you're going clockwise. You, you hit that skid pad. Uh, so we did that, and then, of course— uh, this is the embarrassing part is I, I'm driving with Tanner. I'm getting some good instruction. I feel like I'm I'm doing well. And then he says, hey, you want to switch? And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so we switch and then he's driving. And now this, this, this SUV is doing things you would never believe an SUV is capable of doing. Uh, he's just flying around the track and uh, and talking the whole time. He's just like, yeah, so you can feel it goes, you know, we're in track mode and it still has a little bit of, of traction control kick in. And he's like, watch, you can feel it when I do this. And then it kicks That's in That's what a he does bit. for a living, That's for God's sake. That's what he does. Um, and then uh, we all took a lunch break and then all the stunt guys came out and um, we closed down the track. We opened up the skid pad so all these maniacs can go out there and just have some fun for a bit and sort of one at a time. These guys are doing things in cars, not just the racing and the drifting portion of it. Like they can just slide this thing into a spot, like in between two cones. They can they can put a car anywhere. These guys are all professionals. What's funny is is not everyone there was a stunt driver. You know, some of the stuntmen that showed up, and the guys like, oh, I'm not very good on a car, but I'm a professional skydiver for film and television. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, that sounds fucking badass (laughs) like everybody there had like the best job in the world i mean other than you guys uh so they were having a they were having a good time it was fun to do it was it was great to go out there and uh and the point of that is 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 you're right when you get out there with somebody who really knows what they're doing and you can take advantage of some instruction this is why we tell people all the time you know if you're Bond Arant. That's right. Like, hit the school. You may think you're the best driver, but go to a school like Bondurant and get in some of those cars and have the professionals show you. And I'm a big believer in, in anybody who's 15, 16 years old about to get their license, go do the Bondurant school. You don't need to do three days. Go do the half-day course for a few hundred bucks, and it'll it'll blow your mind, and you will feel better when you start driving on the road. They'll make you more aware just learning how to use ABS brakes. They'll set up the cones, you'll get on the brakes hard, and then you'll turn the car and then go straight again while on the brakes the whole time. If you never get to experience that in a closed environment, we don't want you to do it on the freeway or have to be forced to, but if you get to do that in a closed environment, you will feel much more confident in in your ability and the car's ability to, to... 
provide a safe path for you if you know how to do it. You know, I think a lot of people can freak out behind the wheel, uh, you know, just on the way here, driving another press car, I'm driving a Bentley, and somebody just darted out of the carpool lane, crossed the two lines, uh, and got in the in the fast lane, the left lane, doing like 65 miles an hour. And and just and everybody's just jamming on the brakes and stopping. And I was like, great, I'm going to crash and I'm going to screw up a brand new Bentley that I've driven for nine minutes so far. <laughs> and uh, uh, but without having a few of those days at the track with some instructors, you know, you, you would definitely panic or get rear ended or smash into somebody or dart off the road in an unsafe way. But uh, anyway, it was it was a fun time. So hopefully. uh uh, more well, people will be able to do that. Something to add to that. I mean, that Bondurant covers such the spectrum from the new licensed drivers. Maybe, you know, maybe you're, you're young and your parents have, they have a hot rod and you want to drive. And they're always like, no, you can never. Well, maybe if you take a course or two or a couple and you prove that you're responsible and you're aware. But on the other side of things, if you have a hot rod like Goldberg, that's building multiple but you don't know how to drive it. Like it's totally okay. Somebody still like Goldberg. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know if I can name names, but you know, there was a couple people that came out and we did a function together and I was learning for two days straight. Somebody brought out their, uh, the nice, that was a Shelby. I think uh, it was a Shelby GT, like 65 and awesome speed car. They had just restored it, put a new motor in it. And, uh, and I don't believe it was carbon, but he re- that owner really wanted to learn to, to drive it to its best capabilities and safe and all of that. And that's what they'll that's what they'll do. So they'll offer all aspects. And if you've got a Lamborghini or a Maserati and you want to do more than just polish it and park it at, I don't know, In-N-Out Burger, like, <laughs> they'll, they'll teach you. And I'm constantly learning too. I love Phoenix. Every year I go there one or two days early. And take the same course over and over again mm-hmm. and just get better. Well, yeah. well you're, you're a pro, you're at the top of your game and there's no question that, you know, there's no, there's no trade-off for seat time. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, get in the car as much as humanly possible, whether you're a 14 year old kid, 15 year old kid getting ready to get your license or whether you're a race car driver. I mean, there's always something to learn and the safety aspects, the biggest thing. So, yeah, we love Bondurant. Yeah. yeah I'm a big fan as well. Well, guys, we're going to wrap things up. And uh, speaking of, Gage is 14 now, and uh, his mom is a stunt driver. His his dad's a professional athlete. Who's going to teach Gage how to drive, mom or dad? Oh, you know the answer to that, dude. It's <laughs> it's 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 just like me hanging out with Lee. It's just another person that emasculates me that you know, happens to be petite and petite and beautiful, and it happens to be my wife. But there's no question, women are calmer. Uh, you know, there's no question. I think women can shoot better and they can drive better, you know, because it takes like nerves of steel. Uh, me, I get over animated. It's just, I want to crush stuff. I mean, I uh, remember the Long Beach Grand Prix. Yeah. I completely destroyed the gearbox, Yeah, you know, cause I was just so, I was so tight, you know, it's all about relaxing. So to answer your question, um, it's not going to be me. 
Long Beach Grand Prix. Oh, okay. I, I don't think you heard that story, but uh, Leah, but Bill did Long Beach Grand Prix, the pro celebrity race, uh, maybe a couple times. I don't remember how many times, but got a little frustrated, not just in the car, but out of the car. And I don't remember if you hit the hood or punched the <laughs> mirror, but you've like. No, I, I blew. I, I, I destroyed the gearbox and I got out and I tried to smash the side view mirror with my forearm and I broke my forearm. <laughs> Does that fix gearboxes? No, it I does never, not fix gearboxes. That's a good point. It it doesn't fix arms or mirrors or gearboxes. No, 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 no. <laughs> On to the next story. Yeah, yeah, all right, all right. right. I, I, I have a I have a tradition of wrecking, but that's just because I like to take it to the edge, and I just unfortunately I surpass my driving ability along the way and you know it, 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 at least i have a heavy right foot i, I like that <laughs> we run out of we all run out of talent a little bit <laughs> pushing that as far out as possible yeah well uh all right guys thank you so much uh leah uh, always a pleasure uh follow leah on on social media it's uh leah pruitt tf on twitter leah pruitt tf facebook instagram uh, you can follow her all over there, and I'm sure there's going to be all kinds of great, fun posts as the racing season starts, and uh, probably going to find some uh, some pretty intense wakeboarding and other things going on as well. If you if you give her a follow, as long as she has cell phone reception, wherever the hell you're going. <laughs> I'm trying to. You guys will be the first to know when I land my first three shove, and I still don't have. I'm trying to get my 360 perfected. So. Oh. <laughs> Goals. You, you go, are. girl. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Thank you uh, so much. And uh, of course, you can follow me at Motorator. You can follow follow Goldberg uh, Goldberg nine five on Twitter, I believe. In Goldberg's garage, you can see the pictures of the uh, of the Charger. You can see the carbon fiber, the twin turbos. You can even see his attempt at taking his goat and dogs for a jog. However, Dude, it was awesome. What do you mean my attempt? Okay, and people are bitching at me because I didn't jog. That's what I'm saying. You are, no, you no, are no, 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 no. I don't. I don't care. The point <laughs> is, I take Barrett out every morning for a nice jog on the property, and who's going to video it? Right? I'm not going to be able to run alongside these animals and video. It. So <laughs> you, I, I, I took a step back. It's not about me. It was about the goats and the dog. So I had to take a step back. That, that's my. Excuse. All right, so you went so for see a you later. I'm headed to the gym. I'm going to the gym. See you guys later. All right, All right guys. Awesome Thank time. you. Next time, uh, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit carcastshow.com. Hey guys, thanks for listening. And as you know, we're apart these ba- these days, but we are sharing more. And Geico would just like to say thanks for that. Thanks for sharing all your fun stuff, all your fun movies, your moves, and uh, your dance moves, your videos online, your DIY haircut fails, all the fun stuff. And it's Geico's turn to share as well. They want to say thanks by giving you the uh, the Geico give back. It's a fifteen percent credit on car and motorcycle policies for current and new customers. And because Geico is committed for the long haul, the 15 
15% credit last your full policy term. So go to geico.com slash giveback. That's geico.com slash giveback. Great show. Now hold- 